All right, guys. Uh, welcome back to another episode of Hundred、uh, Books a Year with Kevin.、Uh, today, let's continue our discussion on the book Price of Tomorrow.、Um, yesterday, right, we talked about how、uh, deflationary、uh, environment is driven by mostly technology, right?、Uh, the definition of a deflationary environment is. There's more utility. There's more、uh, functional value for a certain、uh, item or for a certain industry, and the price would just keep going down, right? If、uh, our government, if our、uh, you know private and government sectors are keep gonna use、uh, technology to improve pro-、uh, productivity, or、uh, we're sure gonna make strides on technology. Which I think we will, right? Nobody is going to argue about that. Then we live in a very, very powerful deflationary environment, right? We use the example of a TV, a 4K TV. Yesterday, we use an example of iPhone, right? You're just getting more and more feature with your phone.、Um, so, here is the question, right? If we are supposed to be living in a deflationary environment, then why do we still see prices go up, right? Why do we still see Inflationary tendencies. What's causing that, right?、Um, Jeff argues that the rise of prices in this case is actually artificial. So it's 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 driven by increase in credit and debt, right? So we talked about it a bit last time. Is that it's just easy credit that's driving the, uh, uh the the uh, economy, right? It's the stimulus check that's driving the economy. So. It really comes down to is how does the government or the central banks think about deflation, and they really really hate it. They don't want to get anything near it just because of the fact that、um, they are going to discourage spending and the prices will drop down. But the problem is that our central government, according to Jeff,、uh, believe that we can outrun the deflation, and then the nature. Order of the things, right? Like the nature of the technology progression by creating more debt. That is a very, very interesting thing, right here. So the central banks and the governments think that they can just by printing more money, by issuing more easy credit, or get on more debt, so that we can quote unquote run away from deflation. But the thing is, is If you are in a deflationary environment and then you have a lot of debt, that is actually a very very toxic combination, right? So let's dive into that a little bit. Let's say the borrower, right? Let's say the borrower pay the same for their interest payment while earning less. So what that means is that they're less likely to be fully pay back the loan, right? So what's going to happen is. The debts will will soar, and then the credit ratings will be destroyed, and then the depression will come. Right. Let me repeat that. Right.、Um, debt and deflation is a very very bad combination because the borrower pays the same for the interest, however percentage that they're paying, but they're actually earning power goes down because of inflation. Right. So what that means is the debt or the easy credit that they accrue. Cannot be paid back, or it will be hard for them to pay back, right? So, in that case, debt soars and then credit destroyed, and then there will be a depression, right? So, here's a couple of numbers, right? So, in year two thousand, 
the total debt in the world is 62 trillion US dollars. Okay. Now the world economy during that time is 33.5 trillion. So we're already doubling the quote unquote the GDP with the debt. Now since the 2000s, the um, global um, economic growth go from 33.5 trillion to 80 trillion. And you say, oh, that's actually pretty good, right? Like almost tripling the uh, economic output, but the total debt grow from 247, uh, grow from uh, 62 trillion to 247 trillion. And uh, that number ends in uh, the third quarter of 2018. And nowadays, probably it's going to be even more than that, maybe close to three, maybe close to three, three hundred trillion. I haven't looked up the number yet, but um, we're looking at at least from two thousand to twenty eighteen, we're looking at a eight x uh, increase in debt, right? So, in another world, or in another way to explain it, it takes about one hundred eighty five trillion of global debt to achieve 46 trillion of the growth. So that is like a one in five, one in four type of a ratio. And that is really, really bad, right? Because it's just really hard to like, you know, like create value out of debt because it's really like, there's really no economic output of it. So to take a step back, right? Debt fueled spending is always, well, it's not really always bad, but the thing is, is the business can take on debt to invest in, let's say, automation, and it gains more leverage against the competitor, and then pay back the debt later with better return to the business, right? That is good, right? Uh, in a sense from automation, right? It's funny that uh, Domino Pizza, right? Like they started like running commercials right now about like the, uh, Nuvi, I think that's the robot in UVI, Nuvi, um, that deliver uh, pizza for them, right? So they're trying to replace the people driving, and then um, they, 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 you know, are throwing like a like a cartoon villain, and then it just you know like trying to get people used to the idea that in the near future your pizza is going to be delivered by the Domino trucks, right? So. This is kind of like the issue that we're dealing with right here. And uh, Ray Dalio, if you guys uh, know, uh, CEO of uh, you know, Bridgewater Associates, right? Uh, probably one of the biggest uh, hedge funds. Uh, he wrote a book, which I'm gonna read. I haven't read it yet, called uh, Navigating Big Debt Crisis. Um, he argues that there are four levers that policymakers can pull to bring debt and service level down to income and cash flows are required to service them. So there are four different ways that we can control the debt, right? So this is kind of like talk about how we should do this or how we should handle this. So the first one, first lever is we can spend less, okay? Second lever, we can uh let the debt default and then we can restructure the debt. The third level, the third lever is the central bank is just, just gonna keep printing money, right? And then number four is the transfer of money from those who have more than they need uh to have less, right? What that means is you know higher taxes on the rich. So Ray Dalio concludes that 
within those four uh, levers, the policymaker, they always, always print money. Why? Because first of all, a spending less is causing more pain than benefit, right? Like that's why the uh, governments are running away from um, from a deflationary environment, right? Like the play, they're trying to avoid it like the play. Secondly, uh, if we restructure the loan, let it default, then it's going to, in a sense, wipe out wealth too fast and too quickly. Now, if we transfer wealth from the rich to the poor, we cannot do that on a you know a large basis just because that it's gonna cause a cause a, a revolution, <laughs> right? Um, you just cannot do it on a bigger scale. You might be able to do it on a little scale, but um, like the rich people, like you know, the were the powerful people, they don't like that because of the fact that uh, you know they're just trying to hang on to their money, right? And then the um, People that don't have that much will start to say, hey, yeah, I deserve this, uh, this money. There's going to be some conflicts there. So the easiest way, Ray Dalio argues that we can get out of this thing, or quote unquote, have some effects of it, is to just print more money. That That is the easiest way, right? The third lever. But it's not going to help us in the long term, right? I feel like uh, we all, like at least in the U.S., are experiencing this right now. And uh, it's really interesting to see because, like, if you're like asking me, like, you know, according to those four levers, which one actually makes sense? I would say probably number one, right? As you know, the first lever, trying to spend less, right? And then uh, maybe the default on the debt is probably not look good on the uh, government credit or government confidence, right? And then uh, hold uh, hold off on printing money. And then trying to do maybe a more sensible tax law, but I think a spending less is actually most probably the most easiest way to do this. But again, I am not a government official. I'm not a macroeconomics, but I just feel like uh, printing the money is it's not the way out of this, right? You cannot just print out of your way out of a debt crisis like this. But anyway, this is just my two cents. I think this is really interesting stuff that the books talk about. Um, just give us uh, giving us a couple more kind of insights into how should we look at the problem and how should we solve it. All right, guys. Uh, tomorrow we're gonna, we're gonna spend one last day on this. Uh, kind of you know uh, tied up the loose end a little bit, and then we go from there. Thank you so much. Have a good day.